0: Wow, <laughs> I don't know how to respond. <laughs> right? Whenever I'm here, the last time I was here, today I'm here. I feel that I'm uh, maybe 10 years, 20 years younger. You know? Wow. So all of you has uh, energized me, you know, and make me feel that wow, I can go on, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now I really want to thank uh, Pastor Ryan for giving me this opportunity to come and fellowship with each and every one of you, you know. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we truly want to thank you for your presence here with us. Thank you that, Lord, you are here. And in your presence, there's always freedom. In your presence, there's, Lord, the word that will go forth, the spirit that will move in our hearts to bring the necessary changes and transformation in our lives. Father, we need you in these last days. And we humbly submit ourselves to you. I submit myself to you, Lord, and I pray that it's nothing about me, it's all about you, Lord, because we all need you, you must be the center of our life, you must be the focus of our life. so we submit ourselves to you to your word, to your Holy Spirit that's here to minister to us. we give thanks in Jesus name. amen, amen. now this morning please uh allow me to uh, humbly come and uh, challenge uh, all of your hearts. You know? all right? uh, I'm not here to talk about ministries. I'm not here to talk about discipleship program, uh, which is all necess- an essential part of the body of Christ. Discipling, I like your team, You know? uh, uh, to be discipled, to be a disciple. Uh, right? Now, all these are necessary. All these are important. Right? Prayer meetings are important please come for your prayer meeting, you know, all right? Let's seek the Lord with all our hearts, you know, all right? Uh, encouraging one another, your life groups, all right? All these are necessary and essential, you know, right? But allow me to challenge you beyond all this, you know. Even your leadership training program and all these are amazing, you know, right. And there's no doubt about it, it is necessary, right? But above all, my challenge to myself and to all of you is this, you know, right? Where is our heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know? That's the bottom line, you know, right? Do you and I find that through all the, our church coming, through all the exciting programs or activities, right? And uh, discipling program, leadership training, uh, right? The question that we must constantly ask, does it draw us closer to Jesus Christ, you know? Right. Is Christ the focus of our life? You know? Is Christ the center of our life? You know? right. Can we safely say that uh, through all this, we find ourselves getting closer? Right? We find ourselves truly seeking, seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You know? right. Now if not, then we might just miss the point. You know? right. We might just miss the point. Right? Because we are all living we know we are living in the last of the last days, you know. We know that something is about to burst, you know. Right? Both the negative and the positive, you know. Right? So this morning, uh, may I humbly challenge your heart you now, right? And I trust that we'll all be uh, challenged, not by me, but by the Holy Spirit himself, you know. Right. At the end it's about you and God. You know? You and Christ, you know. Right? It's not about us and Christ, you and Christ, you know. All right. Now, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, right? Now, we all know we are living in the last of the last days, you know. Right? Like Peter said, the end of all things is near. All you know, right. Therefore, right, be alert and of sober mind you know, so that you may pray, you know. Right? Now, it's so important to understand uh, what is going on around us, right? the end, the conclusion of all things is near. You know? Now we know since the fall of Adam and Eve, right? mankind has been separated from God. You know, right? From God. You know? And God has put in place His redemption plan for mankind all throughout this century with one purpose. That, that's a true mission, you know. One purpose, and that's to draw all men back to Him. You know, the immense love of Christ. You know, God could have just annihilated us, all right, and forget it and start afresh. You know? right? But He's true to His word. He's true to His covenant. You know, all right. And uh, He loves mankind. He loves you and I. All right? And all throughout this, He put in place His redemption plan for what? You know, that all men may return to Him, you know, all right? To fellowship with Him again, forever and ever, you know, all right? So imagine a sinless God making way for sinful men and women to come back to Him, you know, all right? That's an immense love for God. And all through His Son, Jesus Christ. So we know, Easter has just come and gone, you know, all right? So over the centuries, His love, His heartbeat for all mankind is to repent, you know? And come back to Him. You know. The church today is called, right? Firstly, we ourselves as Christians to repent of our sins, you know, to repent of our unrighteousness, you know, all right, and come back to Him, you know, right. So remember the background. I'm not talking about ministry now. You no, know. allow me to challenge your heart, and it's whiter in these last days, you know. Right, that our, we must know who we are in Jesus Christ. We must redefine our relationship with Christ. You know that our relationship with Christ must be based not on ministries, you know, but be based out of our relationship with Him. You know, right? All right. So all the throughout century, he's he, he's challenging us. You know, come back, come back to Him. You know, all right. But however. Remember this, his redemption plan for mankind is coming to an end, you know? It's coming to a closure. Because the scripture tells us so clearly that God will not contend with mankind forever. You know? There has to be a closure. And we are actually at the end of this, you know. Right? And my heart really reaches out to all of you here for reason that all of you are so young here, you no? Know? Right? Except for Tommy and Mila, a little bit older, you no? Know? Right? We are so young here, right? What all of you are going to face in these last days, right, will be beyond you, no, Alright? Unless Christ is the focus of your life, Christ is the center of your life, you know, right? Remember, it's not your program, it's not your activities, you know. Much as it is important, it is necessary, you know. All right. So it's coming to a closure, right? And the prophetic core in these last days, right now, where we are in in our generation now, no, the prophetic core of God throughout the last two, three years, is this this one thing. No, telling his church, you know, right? Not even the, the pre-believers, you know. Right? Telling his church, return to me, you know. Return to me wholeheartedly. No, it breaks my heart. No. I say, why does God have to ask his church, which is you and I, To return to him, you know. Why, you know? Right? Haven't we done great things for God, no? Haven't we done great exploits for God, you know? Right? But yet, the heart of God, because he loves us, he knows that if we don't return to him wholeheartedly, it's impossible to face what is to come. It's impossible, no, to face what is to come. No, we are truly living in the last of the last days, you know. And the challenge here is, let us be spiritually alert. You know? all right? Let us be sober, be serious, be sensible, you know? be solemn, as the last days are before us. You know? Let us pray, let us seek the Lord wholeheartedly, let us return to Him wholeheartedly. You know? Now, Jesus' second coming is imminent. You know? right? And the fact that all of you are so young here, Right? The chances of Christ coming in your generation, I'm not sure about mine, right? but in your generation, the chances is right, it may happen in your generation, in your time. You know? right? Now, I'm not here to predict times and dates. We are not allowed to do that. Right? But all the signs are there. all right? So it's imminent. You know? It's about to happen. It is that near. You know? So let us be awoken, right? as God called us. You know? Let us arise. Let us shine. You know, let us return to the Lord wholeheartedly. You know. Why? You know? Because spiritually, the spiritual battle that is ahead of us is going to be so intense. You know, alright. There's such a demonic unleash of the demonic powers of Satan against the Church of Jesus Christ. You know, right? And it's coming your way. You know, that without God, without Christ as a Focus as the totality of your life. It's impossible you can make it, you know? right. Now I trust as I say this, I'm saying this out of a compassion, no? not not to judge you or anyone us here, you know? right? There's always been an urgency in my heart, right? Especially right for younger generation, the young adults in you know, in the churches in Malaysia, you know? right? So the end time events that must take place, is gonna be real frightening, you know. Right? You look at the last 10 years, 15 years, and for us older generation, the last 20 years of our life, generally life is good to us, you know. Right? Our church life is happening, right? We are blessed, our businesses are blessed, our career are blessed. We've got a lot of money in our pocket, you know, right? Uh, we, we, we are very rich, but we act poor, you know, alright? Uh, a lot of Christians in the church very rich, one, no? but they act very poor, you know, right? So, uh, you know what to do with a scan coat or what, you know? <laughs> Praise the Lord, I'm just teasing you, you know, right? So, but the last three years, you know, right? We are like in a pressure cooker, you know, right? Everything seems to fall apart, you know? Things, events of the world are spinning out of control, right? You know it, you know. You're a computer a savvy people. You know what is going on. No, there seems to be no hope, no root of recovery of recovery. Lawlessness are abounding, you know. Law, lawlessness against what? Against the word of God, you know? right? Diseases are on the increase, you know. And if you think that this pandemic, this COVID-19 is, is bad, watch, you know, there are worse diseases, diseases that are coming, you know. Right. The economies of the world are crashing, you know. Right. Disasters on the increase, you know. There are issue of food shortages. And there's a sense that many are feeling weary and depressed, you know. Right. Not knowing what is going to happen next, you know. Now, all that you and I are seeing, all that you and I are experiencing, right, is just like the scriptures say, like Jesus said, it's just the beginning of birth pain. No? It's the beginning of sorrow. No? no, it's not the end of sorrow, no. All right? It's not the end of sorrow. Because the whole world is set up, is, it's been set up for the for Satan himself to take center stage for world domination, no? whether through the financial system or whatever. Right? We don't have time to talk about all this. You know? right. But as believers of Jesus Christ and believers of the infallible Word of God, all that is happening, by right, it should not surprise us. You know? Because Jesus for- say, I forewarn you, all this must take place. You know? right? And you're seeing this taking place in our generation. You know? right? And yet, in all this, the Lord didn't promise us things will get better. You know? He's telling us things will get worse. You know? So our Lord also teaches us how, despite all this, we can all be overcomers, you know. Right? That's the good news, you know. Right? We can all be overcomers and be in His perfect will, despite the dark days that we are living in. You know, right? And it's all in the scripture, you know, showing us the ways that we, you and I can be overcomers, you know. Right? Take it seriously, you know. Go back and read Revelation, the, the letters to the seven churches, you know the letters to the seven churches are letters of Jesus Christ, you know. It's not a letter of Paul, Peter, John, or so forth, you know. It's a letter of Jesus himself, you know, all right. And all that he says in all the seven letters, two things stand out. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear, you know? Are you and I hearing, all right? And apart from hearing, my challenge is, are you and I obeying, you know? That's the bottom line, you know. Many times in churches, even in our churches, you know, we talk a lot about what the great things we can do for God. You know? But we can't even get ourselves in a place of obeying what God speaks to us. You know? And we want to do great exploits for God. You know? right. What a lie. You know? What a lie that we church has been in for so long. You
1: know?
0: right. We want to hear the voice of God, right? right. We will all be told, oh, let us hear the voice of God. My, my challenge to us is, when God speaks to you, you know? Right? Yes, God can speak, you no? Know. We ask for it, ma. Lord, speak to us, you know. And when God speaks in your heart, you no, know, the challenge is: will you and I obey, you know? Right. So things will get out of hand. You know. Now in our modern churches, we are all so well informed, you know. Right. We are well taught how to live victoriously, you know, how to overcome the devil overcome our circumstances and challenges of life, you know. But yet often, we see the body of Christ, which is still weak, you know. We give in to fears, we give in to oppression, to depression, and we know, right, that even Christians, right, last few years, you know, even Christians, some of them have committed suicide, you know. And so many are suiciders, you know. Just one week ago, I got a call, you know, uh, that that a, a Christian sister, she's only in a 20 plus, you know. Right? She hangs herself in the toilet, you know. All right? So, all these are painful things, you know. All right? And the modern church today, we have given in to the spirit of the world all right? and becoming more carnal and more worldly, you know. You know, this pandemic, the last three years. Now, I believe that God allows it, not God created that virus, you know, but God allowed that COVID and allow it to use it to chastise the church of Jesus Christ. You, know. you won't believe it, no, right? That the whole world, the churches throughout the whole world has to be shut down, you know, our services, you know, right? right? And some of you, we, we are wearing masks, you know. At one time, all of us had to wear masks, you know. Would you ever dream that in your generation, all right? Now, you know, that we have come to a stage that we come to church, we have to wear masks, you know. Will you ever dream that it ever happened? You know? But it happened, you know. Right. And it's gonna get worse, you know. Right. It's gonna get worse. Right. And through all this, I I thought that, wow Lord, you are gonna bring such an awakening in the church, you know. Such an awakening in the church. That we all realize that hey, all our church activities and program uh, cannot sustain uh, the reality of what we are facing, you know? right. All our discipleship program suddenly becomes not applicable, you know? right. All our leadership training are not really effective, you know. Right. Because even we leaders have to go into hiding, you know. <laughs> we leaders are shivering in our pants, you know. All right. So something, God is after, you know, right. And I would th- think that this pandemic will bring such an awakening, you know, right. And God wants to take us out of our old normal, right? Get out of our old ways of pastoring churches or doing churches, you know, right. Or whatever that may be, our old ways of our personal life, you know, the way we we look at our lives, you know. To get us out to seek him, you know. Right? It's like the shaking is so intense that we I would think that it will bring forth an awakening in the church of Jesus Christ, you know. Right? That we will all will humble ourselves and run to God, you know, right? But we know that t- today, you know, right? the pandemic seems to have tapered down. Right? Right? And many churches during our time, uh during this season. Right? We realise that our church budget is affected, our mission programme is affected, our discipling programme affected, our whatever, everything has, seems to fall apart. You know? right. Right. And through all this, we think, right? Right. and we were at a loss, you know. So many churches, so many pastors like us are living in fear. You know? We are struggling. Members are no more coming to church. You know? right? Our tithes and our offerings are dropping. How are we going to sustain our operational and, and How are we going to sustain our missions program? How are we going to support our missionaries? And so many things that the Lord seemingly like, disrupted it. You know? right? And I would think that through this, God is giving the church a chance to rise up you know? right? and seek Him, get us out of our norm, Right? Not that the the old the old norm, not that it's all irrelevant, you know. It serves its purpose. But God also knows that the old norm right, w- will not be necessarily useful to face what is to come, you know. So he shakes us up, you know. Right? It's for us to seek after him. Right? But unfortunately, right, when we get out of our norm, what do we do? You know, right? We try to look for new norms, you know. All right? We try to look for new norms. new ways of how to pastor churches, you know, creative ways. You know, we like to use the word creative way, you know, to, to pastor churches or to whatever that may be, you know? all right? But God has never intended for us to take us out of our own norm to look for a new norm. You know, He takes us out of our own norm for us to seek Him with all our hearts. You know, all right? It's an issue of our hearts. You know. Right. In our modern churches, we have enough programs, we have enough methods, methodologies, you know, right, in how to evangelise the world. You know? But many of these are falling apart. You know? right. And worse, now with this thing tapered down, right, Christians, many, like, I won't say all, but many Christians are beginning to get back you know, to their old norm. You know? Right. Many are still lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure. They become more worldly and more carnal. No? Right. And the things of this world seems to appeal to us again. You know? Even though we know it's falling apart, still appeal to us. Somehow, the temporal things and the pleasure of this fleeting world is more appealing. You, know? right. you have people struggling to come to church because they are afraid that the virus is still lingering in the church. You know? right? But when they go out, makan, they go out for holiday, they've got no issue, you no. Know? right? This is a reality that we are facing, right? I trust, again, it's not about being judgmental, you no, know, but about the reality that I want to challenge you, you know? right? And all these things seduce us away from God and His eternal purposes, you know, right? And worse, it numb the prophetic calling of God for all of us to return to Him, you know? We know, you and I know deep in your heart, you know, my heart, you know, God is prompting our heart, come back to me, you know, come back to me. Make right the wrong in your life, you know. So what we do, we become more religious, you know. We still hold on to some forms, but we deprive ourselves of the reality of God in our life and the power of God in our life, you know. There's no inward reality at all, all right. There's no immorality of the presence of the Holy Spirit that, that is in us, you know? and especially the, the Holy Spirit resurrection power in us, you know? right. operating in us. Huh? So many come out, all right. through all these words, we come out with a lot of justification, you know? right. come with our own excuses, and we choose to remain in our complacent state. You know? all right. Be careful, brothers and sisters. Don't justify away what God has spoken to your heart, especially the part where He asks you to come back to Him. Don't justify it away. Don't give excuses, you know, right? We older generation are worse. We give a lot of excuses all the time. We always justify that God don't mean what He says, you know. So, Many choose to remain in our complacent state, not knowing that we may be taking the broad gate and the broad road that will lead many to hell, no? right. Many are setting up ourselves for so the great falling away without us even realising it, no? All right. So let us return to the Lord wholeheartedly, no? Remember, the end is near, no? Right. The end is near. Things will not get better, no? I, I like what Martin Lloyd-Jones uh, says, you know, right? He says the message of the gospel, right? The message of the gospel is not that the world is going to be made better, you know, right? Our gospel, we, can go, we cannot go around telling the whole world the world is going to get better, you know, right? When we know actually it's getting from bad to worse, you know, right? So the message of the gospel is not that the world is going to be made better, but that you and I are saved out of it, you know? Alright. So in returning to him, all right, when you purpose in your heart, you want to return to him. When you purpose in your heart to repent of yourselves, you know, of your sin, of your unrighteousness, of your unwillingness to submit yourself to God, you know, all right? Right. You will know him, you know. Right? Because in returning to him, he wants to know we, we want to know him intimately, you know. We want his presence, you know. Right. The continuous presence of God in our life, you know. We want to know the power, the resurrection power of God operating in us, you know. Right. When we return to Him, we want to live for Him, you know, and no, not for ourselves, not for our selfish lifestyle, you know, right. We want you not know, for our self-centered lifestyle, right. that the things of this world become strangely dim, you know. Let me assure you, you know, when you totally return to God, now. And when the Spirit of God, the resurrection power of God, begin to rule and reign in your mind, rule and reign in your emotion, right? You will experience the reality of God in your life, you know. Not just holding to a form, but the reality, you know, right? And in that reality, you know, right? Let me assure you, everything around you becomes strangely dim, you know. Like the song we say, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus," right? And all the things will grow strangely dim, you know. Right? Why is the things of this world so attractive to you and I? You know, right? When the things of the kingdom of God that is eternal doesn't appeal to us, you know. All right. And when we return to Him, we want to obey Him. You know, like Tom Thomas Watson said this. Right? It is not enough to hear his word or his voice, but we must obey. All right? Obedience is part of the honor we owe to God. You know? right? It's an honor that we owe to God. You know? Our obedience unto him. You know? Remember, he died for us, you know. Right. So obedience is a part of the honor we owe to God. You know? Honor the word of God by obeying it. You know? All right? For too long. Right, the church. We know much about him. We know much about the word of God. Right. We know that we all have sound doctrines. You know, not that our doctrines are wrong. You know, we have sound doctrines. The whole foundation of our faith. We know. Right. Is based on sound doctrines. You know. Right. But the question is, right? Despite all that we know, right? Are we in a place that we are totally obeying him? You know? All right. Charles Spurgeon said this, you know, right? believers must never adjust the Bible to the age, but the age to the Bible. You know, right? Now for all of you, the younger generation, Right. Now, I want to humbly appeal to you, you know, right? never compromise with the Word of God. You know? Never right, dilute the Word of God. You know? Never try to use the Word of God to fit, into our whims and fancies, you know, right? Don't do that, you know, right? Because the word of God is eternal. You know? Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God is eternal. The spoken word of God is eternal. What God says, that's it, you know. It's eternal, you know? There's no turning back, you know, right? So don't, please, don't in our modern age, in our modern Christianity, adjust the Bible to our age, you know. Adjust the Bible to the way we we want it, you know. All right, And then we dilute the Word of God. No? Right. The Word of God must be taken seriously. Right? The Word of God has its promises and has its warnings. You know? all right. The Word of God tells us about God's grace and mercy, but He also talks about God's judgment. You know? all right. The Word of God tells us that there's a heaven, there's also a hell. You know? The Word of God tells us that God is kind. You know? There's the kindness of God. Right? But the other side of God, there's a severity of God. You know? right? So we must take the Word of God in its totality. You know? right? We must present the Gospel in its totality. You know? right? And I want to humbly encourage you, because in this generation, you know, especially the younger generation, you know, right? we are all under pressure to compromise. You know? We are all under pressure to dilute the word of God, no? right? We are all under pressure to compromise with the word of God, you know? right? And the moment you do that, let me assure you, the presence of God will never be with you, no? right? Now I'm sharing this out of a heavy heart, you know, right? I see, right, your generation, the pressure that you are going to face, you know? right? The pressure to compromise with the word of God, know. Please, I plead with you, you know. don't do that, you know. No matter how much pressure you face, you stand upon the word of God, you know. and that's it, you know, all right. And you can be assured that the presence of God will be with you. you know. okay. So, in restoring, in returning to Him, let the Holy Spirit build us up, you know. All right. Now, J.I. Parker said this, you know. All right. The Holy Spirit' main ministry is not to give us thrills, you know, but to create. In us, Christ-like character. We need Christ-like character. We need to allow God to transform our life. God can only do it when we come to a place we say, Lord, here I am. I'm returning to you. I surrender my whole life to you. you So He's not here to give us chills, you know how the modern churches has turned the, the, the things of God, you know, so casually, you know, right? right that many times the churches become like an entertainment centre, you know. It's a place where we are supposed to have the encounter with God, you know, collectively, you know. It's not a place of entertainment, you know. Right. So in returning to Him, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says this, you know, and I tell you that you are Peter, you know, on, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, Hades, will not pre- overcome it. You know, right? I like this. You know, when you return to God, you no, know, right? God say, right, I will build my church. You know, right? Now today we pastors try to build the church. You know, that's why we pastors all burn out and highly stressed. You know, it's not our job to build the church. You know, the church is people, not this building. You know, right? Jesus said, I will build my church. You know. Our job as pastors is to bring you to your intimacy with Christ, you know. And let Christ come into your life and build your life, you know. Right? Build a Christ-like character in you, you know. Not just your charisma, not just your eloquence, you know. Right? But a Christ-like character, right? Where you allow God to bring the inward transformation in you. That the song that you sang, you know. Right? You allow God to renew your mind, your heart, You, know? you allow God to take Take away the carnality that's in you. you know, the worldliness that's in us. You know, right? Car- the worldliness is increasing in churches every year. You know, it's not getting better. You know. Pandemic, no pandemic. It's increasing. You know, right? So when we allow God to build our life, right, to build your life and my life, what did Jesus say? You know? The gates of hell will not prevail against you all the storms is going to come against the church of Jesus Christ in the months, the years to come. Watch, you know, the days of our church life is going to be threatened, you know. Right. When all this comes, you know, alright, what did Jesus say, you know, right? If we let Him build us, right, you can be assured, no matter what happens, you're going to stand, you know. When all the shakings come, you know, against the church of Jesus Christ, when God Himself judges His church, you know, right? Because judgment begins in the house of God. You know? When God Himself judges His church, right? and He has given us a glimpse through the pandemic, you know? right? how the churches have to be shut down. You know? No no way, no way, Satan would have been able to successfully get the churches throughout the world to shut down. You know? No way, it's impossible for Satan to do that. You know? Only God Himself allow it. You know? And when God allow it, it's always for a divine purpose. Right? You know? So let us return to Him wholeheartedly. Let God build your life, you know. Let God chastise you. Let God rebuke you. Let God confront you. At the same time, let God restore you, you know. Right in the rebuke, in the confrontation of your life, the worldliness in us, the carnality in us that we seldom want to talk about over our pulpit, all right, is because it is of it sounds offensive, you know. But let me assure you, it is not offensive, you know. Right? You do that. You can be assured God's presence is with you. you know, right? Don't think that you are young; you have the strength to face what is to come. You know, right? Jesus said, right? Even in Isaiah, you know, that the young men will faint. You know, right? In the last days, you know. So let us return to Him wholeheartedly. You know, right? Now, you know, and no more delaying. No more excuses. You know, right? No more time to waste. You know, right? No more partial obedience. Uh, no more selective obedience, you know. Our problem is our obedience to God is a partial obedience, you know. It's a selective obedience. The thing that I think I can obey, I obey, you know. The thing that God wants me to obey, but it does disrupt my dreams or it does disrupt my ambition or it does disrupt this and that, right? What do I do, right? The one move your you know. Don't touch it, you know. Lord, that's my right, you know. Right? That's my right, you know. Don't do that, you know. Right? Let us return to him wholeheartedly. I like what Stephen Lawson said. You know? Right. St- Stephen Lawson said, Jesus is calling, you know. Now in these last days, truly, you know, right. And I say this passionately to you, you know, right? Jesus is truly calling us. Come back to me, you know. Now you no. Know? Stop your excuse, you know, stop your justification. You know? Right. come back to me now, you no, know? right? And Jesus said salvation is offered, you know? right? In the salvation there's healing, there's deliverance, you no, know? right? Time is fleeting. Time is not to your advantage and my advantage, you know. Don't think we got a lot of time, you know. Right. Everything is fleeting so fast, you know. Everything is falling apart so fast, you know. And it's beyond control anymore. The only the person that's in control is Jesus Christ, you know and Jesus Christ is in control and Jesus Christ cares you know all right He's in control, he cares, He cares for you and I you know all right that's why he's calling us back to him, right He knows he knows that it's just impossible you know that's why he's asking you to come back. Time is fleeting. time is not to our advantage. You know? Today is the day that we need to respond wholeheartedly, you know all right. Death is approaching, you know. We don't know when death will catch up with us,. Right? The last few months, just in the two months, I think I attended more than 10 funerals, you know,? Right? And don't think all the funerals are just old men, young men, uh, old men, old ladies dying, die, you know, young people are dying,. You know? There are sudden deaths, you know.? Right? There's one lady 39 years old,. You know? She's so well um, respected, You know, right. She's so successful, a woman. Right? And she has cancer, and she just died like that. No? Right. So it's painful. Th- death is approaching. You know? right? And we don't know when death will catch up with us. You know? Now, eternity is looming. You know, right? Now, we know that our eternity, you know, there's only two e- uh, destinies in our eternity. One is heaven, and one is hell. Right? And you and I make sure that we, we are on the right path, you know. Don't we die already, we wake up, oh, yo, we are in the wrong place, you know. Right? And it's an eternal issue, you know. Right. This is serious, you know. Right? Judgment is coming. Right? God, watch, you know. God is going to judge His church. Judgment begins in the house of God. You know? right? God must judge His church, right, before He t- fully judge the nations of the world. You know? Because God knows, you know. Right. God is a fair God. You know. He cannot judge the world and let the church do what we want. No? Right. Sin the way we sin. No? Right. We go into adultery. We go into fornication. We go into pornography and uh, right. all kinds of sexual sin. You know? right. And we go into worldliness and carnality. And we think that oh, because we worship God, God is going to close one eyes. You know? right. He's holy. You know? right. We sang the song. He's holy. You know? God cannot change his character. He's holy. Right, so judgment is coming you know? now. Heaven is beckoning, you know, right? hell is waiting, you know? right? and no one in hell can say that I went to Christ and he rejected me. You know? So that's why it's important, right? We Christians come back to him wholeheartedly. You know? If not, we face the risk of being separated from the Lord. Uh, from the Lord if We continue to give excuses and justify away and explain away the word of God, God don't mean what He saying you know? God loves me you know right? god 's grace is bigger than my sin you know? my past sin, my present sin, my future sin, all forgiven. oh how nice you know I can go on sinning you know all right okay. now in Luke chapter seventeen verse twenty six to twenty seven right? now here Jesus himself said this. Bef- about his second coming back. You know? All right. Now in Luke chapter 17, verse 26 to 27, it says, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. You know? All right. People will be eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. You know? All right. And then, the flood came and destroyed them all. Right? Now this is an interesting uh, statement that Jesus made. He, he said He's coming back. You know? And before He comes back, it will be like this, you know, right? Many people will be what, you not know? Eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage. Now all these are legitimate, right? We cannot say it's wrong. right? It's legitimate. right? Those who want to get married, this couple want to get married, continue to get married, you know? Right? Are <laughs> uh, you you brother? <laughs> you can get, go on and get married. You no. Know? I'm not talking about this, you know? But here it's really interesting. Jesus highlighted the people in the days of Noah. Now you, you go back to Genesis, the people in the days of Noah, they are exceedingly wicked, you no. Know? Right? But Jesus didn't highlight their wickedness, you know? Right? Jesus highlighted their day-to-day legitimate things of life. You know? Think about it now.. Right. Okay. And these people, in their wickedness,, right, they just indulge in just everything in the things of this world.? No? Right. Okay. And when Noah warned them about the flood to come, right, Noah warned them about the flood to come, none of them believe him. You know? right. And imagine Noah warned them for 120 years, you know, right? we pastors warn people for five years we are exhausted already, you know. Alright? And people think that this pastor a whole fun one, you know. right? Got nothing better to say, you know. Alright? But, they didn't take heed, you know. And Noah warned them for 120 years, you know. Right? While warning, right, God give him the mandate to build the ark. You know, right? So, while warning of the judgment to come, alright, he obeyed the Lord he built the ark, alright? He knew the flood is going to come. And then he warned the people. And when you warn the people, what does the people do, you know? They say, this guy is crazy, You right? He want to build an ark built near the sea, you know? But you build an ark which is 1,500 miles away from the sea, you know? Alright? Okay, so one. Second thing, why talk about judgment? And this is our modern day challenge, you know? Right, especially your younger people, be careful. You know? Why talk about judgement? We all just started life, you know. <laughs> we haven't even enjoyed life. Your old people always say it all, never mind, you know. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> okay? But we are just started in life, right? I've not even got married yet, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay? But they didn't take it, you know. Right? Why well, everything is so sunny, life is good. My, my pocket got money, you know. Right? My business is successful, you know. Right? And this crazy guy keeps warning us the flood is coming, the flood is coming, you know. Right. And yet, Jesus highlighted that they are caught up in their day to day legitimating our lies that they refuse to take heed to the judgment that is going to come. You know? right. And exactly the same today, you know, the judgment of God is coming to the church of Jesus Christ. You know? right. And yet, you know, somehow we are all deluded to think that. Wow, life is still good, no? Alright. my business is still prospering. My career is prospering. Wow, tomorrow I'm going to be promoted as a CEO, no? All right. uh, how nice, no? You know? All right. but why talk about judgment, All right? So you know the end, right? The flood came, you know? right? Before the flood came, Noah and the family entered the ark. Some of the animals in pairs, or the animals in pairs, gone in. Right, and even the animals obeyed the Lord. You know, you know the animals, the snail or whatever, went into the ark. You know? Right, even the animals. Who is the one that instructed the animals to walk into the ark? You, know? you think Noah got a, can gather all the animals? Huh? it's God. You know, God spoke to these animals, and in pairs they go, go in. You know, right, and even the animals obey, but yet men, Christians, refuse to obey God. You know? Refused to obey God, no? right? And when they are, they went in, you know, right? The door was shut, you know? right? And the, when they shut, the people inside there and the animals are in the safety of the ark, you know? And the flood came, you know? and you could imagine the fear, the panic, you know, when the people suddenly realized that, yo, all my wealth, all my successes, all that I dream of, you. All right. And I've been enjoying life to the fullest. I don't care too much about God. You ask me to come to church, I'll come, you know. You ask me to put money in the offering bag, I will put, you know. You ask me to pay my tithes. You challenge me to pay my tithes, I will pay, you know. No issue, you know. All right? But don't tell me to give my life to God, you know. Right. I see one it my way, you know. Right. And when the flood came, right, imagine they would scream their head off, you know. They saw the flood came, you know. The water actually goes, they know it's too late already, you know. Right? And you could imagine, those who are near the ark would have been knocking at the door of the ark, you know, open, open, you want to come in, forgive us, forgive us, but it's too late, you know. Right? And they were all drowned, right. And the ark, you know the story, it flows, you know. Right? It's it kind of up and down the, 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 the flood, you No, know? The flood, it's not a small flood, no. It floods the whole earth, you know. Right, the flood, right. And interestingly, about the ark, you know, right? the whole construction and all its dimension was given by God to Noah. You know, right? But there's one thing that's missing in the ark, there's a rudder. You know? There's no rudder in the ark. You know, right? All the ship got a rudder one, right? a tiny little rudder, you turn the ship left, right, it will turn. You know? But that ship got no rudder. You know? But that ship flow, go along with the storm, boom, bam, boom, bam, all the storm. You know? Who is the one that kept the ship floating? You know? It is God. You know? It's Jesus Christ. Right? There's safety in the presence of God. You know? Not in your wealth, not in your possession, not in everything that you think you hold dearly this life of, uh, of yours. Especially your younger people, you've got big dreams, right? And not that it's wrong. You know? Don't wrong me, you know. But are we taking heed, right? And what a comfort that, that ship, you know, that boat, that ark, you know, right? The people were in the boat. <sighs> they say, "Thank you, I obeyed the Lord, no, right." Noah would say, "It's worth it, no, right?" <laughs> like Bodo Bodo go and build the ark, right? But it's worth it. I obeyed. I obeyed. You know? There's a key, you know, obedience, you know, right. And God is going to speak to you very clearly more and more in this last day, you know. My challenge is, will you obey, you know? Or will you shrug it off and start giving excuses, you know? Start justifying away, you know? If God asks you to give up a wrong relationship, will you give up, you know? If God asks you to give up your pornography, will you give up, you know? Alright? If God asks you to give up some wrong issues of your life, will you give up, you know? Or will you justify away, you know, right? I have people, you know, in some of the people that I met, I challenge them, you no, know? right? Because I knew they were living in sin, in blatant sin, right? That's why they don't like to come near me, you know. Not that I'm, I'm a, <laughs> a terror or whatever, you know, right? They don't want to come to me because I challenge them, right? If I know you are living in adultery, I will, I will encourage you, not that I'm going to judge you. I will encourage you, brother, let it go, you no? Know? Right? Let it go. If not, you might just end up in hell, you know. Right? And some of them when you challenge them, they will tell you, you know, Pastor, God knows my heart, you know. Right? Because I've been giving to your church, you know. Right? I almost wanted to tell you, you take back the money, you know. You get right with God, you know. Right? Okay, you get right with God, you know? All right? God knows my heart, you no. Know? And after a while I cannot tahan anymore, you no. Know? Because you keep using that, that justification. God knows my heart, you no. Know? I'm sure God knows. Right? I'm so generous to him, I'm doing this, I'm doing it for him. I say, because God knows your heart, you better allow God to change your heart. No? Oh, they're quiet, 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 no? right? It's an issue of the heart, you know?? Right? It's an issue of the heart.? No? Right? So this is important, no? right? And as I said, I like that you know, There's no rudder. Right. You don't have Noah at the rudder you know, <laughs> to navigate through the storm, you know. And the storm is so scary, you know, that people are screaming outside and drowning, you know. Right. No one to navigate that that, shit, that ark, you know. But Christ, Christ alone, you know. And if you allow God to come into your life and build your life, you know, right, I will build my church, you know, right. You can be assured whatever the storm comes, the storm will come. You cannot pray away the storm, you know. Right in your prayer meeting, don't pray away the storm. You can't. It's already in the Bible. You know? Right? It must happen. You know? Right? But you pray, then God, you give us that strength. Right? That we're gonna allow you to navigate us through. You know? Right? And not only that, we become that testimony for God. You know? Right? So this is the the challenge. You know? Now in Luke 17 verse 28 to 29, Jesus goes on to say. You know, right. Now it was the same in the days of Lord. You know? People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lord left Sodom, fire and sulphur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. You know? Now again, Jesus, right, likened his second coming in the days of Lord, you know? right? And again, we know the people uh, in the days of Lord, they are all, a lot of them are sexual perverts, you know. Right? And the, the, the people there were wicked, you no, know? right? But again, God did not highlight their their their, their sin, you no, know? all right? Their wickedness. But instead, again, God highlighted they were eating and drinking, you know, buying and selling, planting and building, you know? right. So the the same thing, you know, all right? The people then, you no, know? right? They were so preoccupied with. They are day-to-day legitimate things of life. Be careful, brothers and sisters, that in the busyness of your life, you know, in the busyness of your career, in the busyness of your business, in the busyness of whatever, you know, right? You cannot ignore Christ in your life, you know. Right? You cannot say what is wrong. Yeah, I never say anything is wrong, right? To to have a business, you no, know, right? I didn't say that you cannot do this, you cannot do that, no. And all this, what Jesus is highlighting, is the day-to-day legitimate things of life that you and I are in today. But in the midst of it, are we connecting ourselves to God, you know? Alright? Are we in a place where our heart is so soft towards the Lord, you know, that we are allowing Him to lead us and guide us, you know? Alright? So, at the end, what happened? The day Lord left Sodom, Fire and sulphur rain down from heaven no? right now fire and sulphur rain down from heaven no? it didn't come up from hell no right. so it's God, it's God that pour out the fire and sulphur no? It's God no? it's God that brings the judgment no? that's why we must understand the whole of our God who is holy. You know. He cannot tolerate sin, but He makes a way for us to go back to Him, to Jesus Christ. You know. right. And yet we dare to trample upon God's grace, we are in trouble. You know. right. Now, Luke chapter 17, verse 13. You know, right. Now, this breaks the heart of God. He says here, it will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. He you know. said, it will be exactly the same right when he comes back you know, right many you know, majority of believers will still be so preoccupied you know with eating drinking you know marrying you know right being given into marriage buying and selling you know planting and building you know indulging in all the legitimate things of life and ignoring the prophetic warning of god to come back to him you know to make right with him you know because Christ is coming back soon. No? Yes, life must go on, you know, right? Life must go on, right? Some of you, with young children, you must also continue to raise up your child, you no, know? right? Provide for your child, work hard to provide for your child, you no, know? right? Okay, work hard in your business, you no, know? work hard in your career. But everything that you do, right? You cannot ignore, right? The prophetic call of God come back to Him, you no. Know? There must be that daily intimacy with God. Even no? in the business of what you're doing, even as a housewife or homemaker or whatever, no? right? you know and you know. Right? The presence of God is with you. No? Right? And you're allowing the presence of God to continue. Right? To, that you and Him commune with each other. No? Because a lot of things are going to happen suddenly. You know? Just when Jesus said, when you think there's peace, 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 sudden, destruction will come, you know. We don't know what's going to happen next, you know. Or we know that as long as God built our life, the gates of hell will not prevail against us, you know. Right. If we don't do that, right, we are in trouble. So let us be spiritually alert. You know. In our busyness, we cannot ignore Christ and His warning, you know. Right. Or we might end up the door of heaven shut before us, like uh, the ark, the door was shut. No? It was too late. No? All right? Or the five foolish virgins where they come back and they knock at the door of Christ and the door was shut. No? Imagine, Jesus Christ sh- is the one that shuts the door. No? All right? And He said, I never knew you. No? All right? Now, I'll try to end soon. No? All right? Now, the parable of the great banquet, I'll quickly read it. Right. Because of time, we won't be able to go into many details. But uh, can I have uh, Matthew chapter 14, all right, verse 15 to 23. Now, there are a few slides to cover that, 23, uh, that verses. Is it there? Matthew chapter, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 14, verse 20, uh, 15 to 23. Now, when one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. You know? All right. Can we carry on? All right. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests, you know? right. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to all those who had been invited. Come, for everything is now ready, you know. Actually, Jesus is calling us, you know. Come back to me, you know. Right. He's inviting us back to him, you know to have such an intimacy, such a relationship with Him. No? All right. okay. Now, uh, But they all, no, when the invitation comes, just like Jesus is inviting all of us, you know, come back, no, return to me wholeheartedly. I'm about to do something soaring and supernatural across the face of the earth to bring in the last harvest before I return. You know? right. And I desire that all of you can be a part of the great purposes that I'm going about to do. You know? all right. But I need you to come back to me, you know. So the invitation is given, you know. But in verse 18, it says, but they all begin to make excuses. Exactly today, it's the same, you know. We are all people full of excuses. The first say, I've just bought a few, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me, you know. Wow, this guy, so polite, you know, to Jesus Christ, you know. Jesus invite him, right. You know, we Christians are all very polite people, you know. Right, we won't outright tell Jesus, "I don't want to obey you." you no, know? right. We use the word, "Please excuse me." You know, right. Very gentle with Jesus, right? We better be gentle with Jesus. You know? right? right. Please excuse me. You know, right? Now this guy who bought the oxen, right? He see he's on the way to try it out, which means he bought it without first inspecting it. You know? right? Now he got to inspect it, but can he inspect it after his commune near with God? You know? Right, But he chooses right, to put the legitimate things of what he's doing, his investment in that ox or whatever, all right, oxen, he chooses that you know, rather than his intimacy with Christ. You know. what ex- he gives an excuse. You know. Now verse 19, another said, I just bought five yoke of oxen and, and I am on my way to try them out. You know. Please excuse me. Right. Wow, again, you know, right? Very polite, you know, Jesus, please excuse me, you know. All right? Pastor, please excuse me. You don't understand. I got to inspect this, you know. Alright. I got this investment, investment there, this and that, you no. Know. Please excuse me, you know. All right? Don't do that, you know. When God speaks, God wants you to come back to him. Your first priority is to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, you know. All right. That's a command, you know. It's not a suggestion of Jesus, you know. All right. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. You know. But today we seek so many other things except truly seeking Christ. You know. Christ may be fourth or fifth place in our life, you know. Right. But seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. You know. But we choose to play place all the legitimate things of life, right? And we start to give excuses, you know. Be careful, brothers and sisters. Don't give excuses. Stop giving excuses and stop justifying away. What we really want in our heart, no? Right, and still another say, I just got married, so I can't come. You know, Well, those of you getting married, don't fall into this, ah, huh? right? Yeah. Ayo, what an excuse! Getting married means cannot come, you know, and commune with God, you no? Know? Why can't this guy bring the wife along, you no? Know? Huh? Why? Right. i just got married, you no? Know? I need time with my new wife, you know, right? What a lie, you know, right? What a joy if that man would have brought the wife along, you know. Thank God like, you are full-time already, right? That means you are quite safe. La, uh. Uh, you still bring your wife to church, you know. <laughs> right? Those of you know in full-time and you are getting married, uh, stop giving these kind of excuses. Bring your husband, bring your wife along, you know. Right? And commune with the Lord, you know. All right. So the legitimate things of life occupy our lives, you know. That Christ is no more first in our life. Christ is no more preeminence in our life, you know. And we say that Christ is eternal. We say that heaven is eternal, you no? Know? And we look forward to heaven, you no? Know? We look forward to so many things about God. Right? But yet we refuse to put Christ as the focus of our life, you know. And this is the challenge of all churches, you know, including our own local church, you know. Our congregation members, they're not spared, you know. We are not they, they are also struggling. I'm also struggling, you know. These are realities, you know. Right? It's time, you know. It's time we come back to the pure word of God. You know? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you know. Right? And what did God promise? What did Jesus promise? And all the things that you need, I will add it to you. you know? right? All the things that you toy over in your life, you know. That is your business, your career, and everything else. Jesus said, I will add it to you. you know? Would you dare to put Christ first in your life? And experience the reality of His provision, you know, right. right? You do that, no, brother, right? So even if the price go up 100%, God will still provide for you. Wow, what a joy, you know. Right. Our God is everlasting, you know. Our God is true to His word, you know, right? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, the music is playing. That means I got to stop already. no. The the in verse twenty one uh, Jesus became angry. You know, right. And he tells the, 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 the servant. He says, since they can't come, you no, know, full of excuses, you go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. You know? all right. Now remember, Jesus can get angry. You know. Jesus can get angry with the church, you know. Don't ever think that God is so loving to us all the time, you know. Yes, God is love, you know. But the way we measure His love, all right, is so different no, from what the true love of God is, you know. All right. Verse 24, And Jesus said, Not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. You know? I right. invited you, I ask you to come back to me and you don't want, you know. You still justify away, right? You will not get a taste of my banquet. You know? This is the word of Jesus Christ, you know. All right. Be careful, brothers and sisters. God wants to come back into your life, you know. God wants to come back into your family. God wants to come back to this local church and all the churches in Malaysia, you know? all right? Because He's about to prepare something soaring, you know. All right. So quickly, Matthew 25, verse 10 to 13, you know. Matthew 25, verse 10 to 13. Not not there, no. Is it there? Sorry, I may have missed out. Huh? Alright. Okay. Oh, it's there. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you. So bear with me, you know, I know time is up. You know? I'll close. Okay. Now, here it talks about the, the uh, parable of the uh, virgins, the ten virgins, you know. Again, there are a lot of things we can talk about. All right? But here in verse 10, it says, by while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived, you know. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut, you know. All right. So the five wise virgins, you know, They heard why this window of grace, you know. They heard the prophetic warning. Come back to me, and they took heed and they came back to God. They allow God to work in them. They allow God to prepare them, you know. And then when Christ returned, right, they were ready. They enter into the banquet, you know. All right. So later the others also came you know the five foolish virgins also came now the ten virgins talks about the body of christ you know the the, the like the others also came you know right lord, lord they say open the door for us you know right the foolish virgin right they never prepared f- themselves they took a lot of things for granted you no know, right they went away and started to prepare you know right when god give them the time to prepare they don't want you no know. When God gives them the time to make right, they do one, you know. So they went, you know? They do what they want. Just like many Christians today, we do what we want, you know. Alright. And by the time when Jesus comes, all right, they also, they want to start to prepare. But it's too late, you know. When they came back, alright, what did Jesus say, you know. But He replied, you know. Before that, uh, they came and said, they, they saw the door shut, you know. Right. The wise virgins went in, the door was shut, you know. Alright. And these five foolish virgins start to panic. You know, they knock at the door. They knock at the door. Open, open, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Open the door. You know, right. But what did Jesus reply? Now, this is a word of Jesus. You know. What did Jesus reply? Truly, I tell you, you no, know, I don't know you. you know, right? Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. You know. What a scary thing! You know, that Jesus turned around, right, and say, I don't know you. you know, as if God don't know us. Alright. I don't know you, know. It's a scary thing. It comes out from the lips of Jesus, you know. It's too late, you know. I don't know. And once we are shut, when once the door of heaven is shut on us, we are eternally separated from our Heavenly Father. Alright. And we are eternally damned in hell. You know? Alright. It's a scary thing, you know. That's why the scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23, Jesus said, right, not all who call me Lord, Lord, Lord will be saved, you know. Then we argue, you know, Lord, have I not cast out demons? Have I not done this ministry? Have I not given my millions to, to the kingdom of God, to your mission work? Have I not do this for you? Have I not done that for you, you know, right? And what did Jesus say, you know? Away from me, depart from me, you evildoers, you who practice lawlessness in your life, you know. Right. depart from me you know? right. and that scripture Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 to 23 is the scariest scripture in the whole of the Bible you know? that at the end the bottom line you know? right. Jesus said I don't know you, you know? Right. so the window of God when the window of grace is shut you know, judgment is going to take place you know? alright and I struggle. No? I wish I had another one hour with you. No? What God showed me before the pandemic and what God showed me all right, during the pandemic. All right? And what God showed me what is going to take place in the church of Jesus Christ. All right? it's, it's alarming. You know, all right? The great falling away is coming. You know, right? Thank you, Jesus. Right? Heaven is a reality, you know hell is also a reality. Heaven and hell is not a concept. It's a reality. And hell, who is the one that casts people into hell? It's not Satan. It's God himself. You You read Revelation chapter 20. It's God himself that casts people into hell. Hell is designed by God for Satan and his fallen angels. It's not meant for us. But yet, because of our disobedience, you know, right? We choose our path, you know. We have never come to a place where our whole heart is fully surrendered to the Lord. So the end is near, When we return to the Lord wholeheartedly, let me assure you, you can face any trials, any testings, any storms that come our way, you know, because God promised the gates of hell will not prevail against us, you know, right? We will live overcoming lives, you know. When we return to the Lord wholeheartedly, we are poised and positioned for revival, you know? Right? We will be the light in the midst of the darkness that will cover the whole earth, you know, and we'll bring in the last house. Know. We will be like a lighthouse, you know, right? You know a lighthouse. A lighthouse is one that is erected in the midst of some ocean or some high mountain, right? And the lighthouse is solid, standing firm there, you know, right? And the storms, the sea, the waves, the rain, the, the waves and the storm, that come and hit so hard against the lighthouse, right? But yet the lighthouse remain strong, you know? And what does the lighthouse do? It provides light, you know? It provides hope, right, to all the ships around, you know? So they don't get shipwrecked, you know, right? And we are supposed to be the light, you know, Right? it's not our church program and activities that will make us that light you know it's our intimacy with Christ it's the inward reality of God in our life it's you and I surrender our whole life to Jesus Christ you know and let Christ be sovereign over our life imagine that your everlasting God that you believe you hold on to you know becomes your anchor of your life you know right and you'll be like that lighthouse no matter how the how hard it comes, you will still stand firm and that you will shine. You will shine, you know. And what you will do, God will empower you to bring in the last harvest, you know. Right? And it's not your church program that's going to bring in the last harvest, you know. If if it is so, by now, revival will have broke out throughout the whole nation of Malaysia, you know. And in the whole of West Malaysia, it is said that we only have 3-4% Christianity after 500 years in Malaysia. Think about it, you know. So come back, you know, come back to Him, you know, wholeheartedly, you know. And when we return to the Lord wholeheartedly, we will have this humble confidence that we will receive the word of assurance from the Lord, well done, my good and service faithful servant. You know? right? That's the bottom line when you and I meet Jesus face to face, you know, All right? What a comforting, what an assurance. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant, you know? All right? If he say, turn around and say, You wicked and lazy servant, you know, get out of my sight, we are in trouble, you know? right. So let us return to the Lord wholeheartedly. Jesus Christ is coming back soon, you know. All right. I like lastly, the last quote, Stephen Lawson, what he says, you know. Right. At the Jesus Christ's first coming, he stood trial before the world, you no. Know? Right. At his second coming, the whole world will stand trial before him, you know. The Church of Jesus Christ will stand trial before Him, you know, right? The world will stand trial before Him, you know, and every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, you know. Right? So, brothers and sisters, the Lord wants to bring back His, the whole value, the, he, Himself, back to the Church of Jesus Christ, you know. We are so far away from Christ, you know, and we think we are so near to Christ, you know, so, brothers and sisters, this is the heart of God. He's asking us to come back to him before it's too late. Before it's too late. Time is not to your advantage. Make right, make right today, you know? Thank you, Lord. How close, you know. Right? Can we have the worship team to come? Right? Now, for the first part of, of this song, you know? here I stand forever in your mighty hand, you no? Know? Right? The worship team you kindly lead us in with the music, but towards the end you know right? Towards the end, no? can we just sing without the music? No? right? We just want to quieten down our heart and let the Holy Spirit minister to us. You know? Thank you, Lord. Thank you Jesus.. Thank you Lord. Now if you, if the Lord has encouraged you, The Lord has spoken so clearly to you. I want to encourage you. you Let this time be something between you and God. Now you think you want to take a step of faith and stand up and say, Lord, I don't fully understand everything this pastor shared. But I know you're speaking something in my heart that I got to make right with you. you I want to encourage you to stand before God. And make a commitment, a dedication to the Lord. And say, Lord, enough is enough. You know? right? I want, you know? I want you in my life. I want you back in my life. I want you back in my family, you know. Right? I'm seeing my children going wayward, you know. Right? And I cannot understand. They have been trained and brought up in church, in children's ministry program and everything. But today they are wayward, you know. But yet, Lord, as you make as you make this commitment to the Lord, let God come back to your life. Let God come back to your family. You know? right. Let God come back to the local churches. You know? Let God be so real in harvest generation. You know? right? That this whole church will be so transformed by the Lord. You know? right. And you'll go out and be the true witness of God. You know? And everyone who see you, will see Christ in you. you know? they're not impressed with what we can do but they're when they see Christ in you they will come into the kingdom of God thank you Jesus you want to make this commitment of dedicating your life back to God you may stand where you are thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord Thank you, Forever Jesus. In your Almighty
2: hand, hand lift lift your promise. promise.
0: Sure of you, you know, right? At the end of the day when we meet our Maker, right? We have to stand alone before Him, you know? Right? Everything is about you and God, I and God, you know? It's not about us and God, you know? When we stand on the day of judgment, where we have to give an account of our life, remember, we have to stand alone before Him, you know? Our pastors cannot stand alongside with us, to help us to justify or help us to explain things on our behalf, you know. But it's us and God, you know. And the Lord will say to all of you, trust my word, come back to me, you know. I am your everlasting God that loves you, you know. I am in control of what is going on. I also love you and care for you. And as you will return to me, I will show myself, Strong to you. Holy to you. No? I am your everlasting God that never sleep nor slumber. I am your everlasting God no? that can empower you. No? That you'll be my true witnesses. You know? right. Thank you, Jesus. You sing one last time without the music. You know? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Just let the quietness of our heart, let the Spirit minister to us. Continue to feel free, right? You like to stand, you're free to stand now. Thank
1: you. with oh, your
2: promise written on my heart. You say me in your family, family, calling me family, calling me your Your spirit, your true, your true, hear my
1: cry, my desire to Oh, oh, no.
3: Pastor David Goel was you know, preaching and reading through all the scriptures that that was, you know, uh, flashed out on, on the screen I was just pondering upon it and you know, it's, it reminds us that these are all written prophecies the words of Jesus that these things will take place it will happen not by our definition but by God's definition And the thing is For us That this morning That the The message of Preparedness Is so crucial For every one of us You know the Bible talks about That you know the Lord will come back Like a thief It's only for those That are not prepared That suddenness Is for those that are unprepared But God This morning reminds us but also at the same time to warn us the importance of being prepared we may stand here and think that hey life is so far away from us we may be thinking that you know hey eternity is still so far away from us but i can tell you it can happen all of a sudden and you find yourself standing before god in his judgment and what will you say before god You know, friends, I pray that we will, as we come this morning, let there be a greater seriousness in our walk, in our relationship with God. There's no time to waste. There's no time to fool around. There's no time to even come on a Sunday morning and just have a time in church. But it's really a call of preparedness for each and every one of us. If God were to call you today, what would happen? I'm reminded again of the passage where this man who had a great harvest and he told himself, You know, I'm going to build a bigger barn. I will tear down the current one. I will build a bigger barn. But God said, What would you do if tonight your life is taken away? Friends, a very serious moment for you and I this morning it's a very very serious moment for you and I we need to ponder about our eternity so friends this morning even before we go with every eyes closed here in this place just want to extend this call to those of you who have yet to know Jesus you may have been invited by a friend and you came in here I don't know for what reasons you may have come in here because of friendship. You may have come in here because there's a cute girl in church. You may have come in here because you're just waiting for the lunch after, or you have nothing to do. Or you may have come in here with a need that you're just thinking of yourself. I don't know what it may be. But the call is this Will you give your heart to Jesus? If you have never done so, with every eye close here in this place? I want you to respond to God if you have brought someone here if you have invited a friend you know and you know this person you know may not know Jesus I want you to ask your friend would you like to accept Jesus the call is now in your life Amen so with every eyes closed here in this place yeah I wonder how many of you will want to Open your heart to Jesus. And we're we'll going to pray in a moment. If you are that person, wherever that you're standing, or you've been far away from the Lord, and you felt that, you know, this day is a day that you need to come back to God. Well, today is the day. Amen. So, wherever that you are, we're going to pray. And wherever you are standing, I want to lift up your hand, lift up your right hand, and then we're going to pray. Amen. Is that okay? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Amen. Together with those that have lifted up their hands. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have never taken any moment in our lives lightly or amusely. But every moment is crucial. Every moment is serious to the point that you would give up your life to die on the cross for for us. This morning, oh Father, you see those hands that are lifted before you. Either that they are first time receiving you or believing in you or they may felt that they have been far away from you. But Lord, we thank you that God, that they want to make things right. So Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you fill them, you bring them to that place where Lord that their hearts Lord will be filled by you so Lord I pray oh God that in Jesus name that every hand that's lifted up will not just be a hand that's lifted up out of or just fun but out of a commitment and seriousness with you oh God so Lord for the rest of us continue to teach us your ways that we will walk every single day, Lord, to have your word, your truth, always be in each and every one of us, leading and guiding us, that we will not compromise, that the fog of worldliness will never blind us from godliness, of oh God. So, Lord, we pray that we will always, always choose a life that's uncompromising, a life that's totally devoted to you. So we thank you, we praise you, pray that you continue to lead us and guide us, speak to us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So this morning, if you are blessed, you know by by the message that's been brought by Pastor David Go, you know why not? Right now, wherever you're standing, come on, let's give a big, you know, clap to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, thank you so much. And one of the things that I really admire about Pastor David Go is this, that he's uncompromising about his, his message, his passion, you know, of, of God's message in his life. And we truly, truly appreciate that. Pastor, don't ever feel that you have preached too much on this. It's never enough. Because the end is near. The end, the beckoning of God's call is getting louder and louder. And friends, let us not take this for granted. Amen so god bless you have a fantastic week ahead of you if those of you who have brought your friends and they have lifted up their hands you know why not just sit down with them and, and talk tell, tell them more about jesus amen and i really believe that god is going to touch your heart amen